You're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. So today on the podcast, we have my friend, Ange. So Ange is an influencer, an author, and obsessed with all things spooky. Ange, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. We always have such a great time together. And Ange and I met because she came up on my like people you should follow or should know on Instagram because I follow a bunch of local bloggers. And I remember clicking on her profile and seeing her rainbow hair and all her followers and just being like, she's way too cool for me. But I got to, you know, shoot my shot and follow her anyways. And then she almost immediately followed me back. And then I was clicking through her stories and she had posted this really beautiful dress on her stories being like, I want to buy this, but I don't have anywhere to wear it. And I remember just typing into the reply box, like photo shoot question mark and then wanted to throw my phone across the room because I was like this is so cringy and she's gonna be like I have my life together and I don't need you and your unknown input whoever you are and then you almost immediately messaged me back and I'm like yes and I just little did you know I absolutely do not have my life together I mean, you you do and you don't, but like sure. you you were running quite the influencer empire by the time I came in. I just didn't know that we were gonna be such a good match, and that your husband took a lot of your photos. So, and poor Jim was looking for somebody else to start doing some of that. I'm out. Um, so no, it was a it was a match made in Instagram story heaven. Yes. So the first thing I would love to hear from you, Ange, is just about how you started in being an influencer. I know you were originally um, hairspray and high heels. Now you're Ange Unfiltered, which is truly a fitting moniker for you. (laughs) But take us back in the time machine to when you first started. So I started in 2012. Um, So like forever ago. And it originally started as a nail blog and it started because um I had no girlfriends in my life who were really like into like the beauty space of like they liked makeup or nail polish or nail art or anything like that and I was just looking for an outlet to like talk to people about that and I had just finished and at this point I was working full-time um for a temple hospital in Philly. And I just needed something creative. I was like getting burnt out at work. Everything was like the same mundane task over and over. And I had just stopped writing for a all female Philly sports blog where we covered all of the Philadelphia teams. Um, I just stopped writing for that. Go ahead. Sorry. I I had no idea you did that. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into writing. Um, So that's a little fun fact that not many people know. And the girl who had started it, she just decided to give it up. She couldn't manage it. And no one else on the writing team could at that time manage the full level of what it needed to be. 
So we all just kind of took a step back from that. So I just needed a creative outlet and I decided that, that was going to be nail art. So Hairspray and High Heels started as like a nail art blog and that was really big back then. So you have to kind of think of it in that lens of like 2012 where everyone was going to blogs every day and that was kind of how people were checking in and there were all these lifestyle bloggers doing all of these like challenges and you'd have these blog hops and things like that. So that's kind of where it started and obviously over the years has evolved fully from that. Um, And it took different turns along the way. It went from a nail blog to encompassing all things in the beauty space where I was doing reviews and makeup tutorials and things like that. And then when Instagram started to get bigger, I really started to move my content over there in picture form. And at that point, just trying to drive people to the website. Um, And then Snapchat started getting big. So I was kind of on there for a while and had a decent sized following. And on Snapchat, before Instagram stories were a thing, they were basically Instagram stories where you could just talk at your camera um, and get followers that way. So I started on Snapchat. And then when Instagram stories picked up, I was in the space already fully within social media where I kind of realized you're just going to have to go with wherever social media goes. Um, So I started Instagram stories and then that's where it kind of blew up. And then just talking with people on there is kind of where the shift happened to where I would consider myself now, I guess we'd call it like a lifestyle influencer. Um, And that's kind of where that shift happened from, because my account used to just be like pictures of flat lays and there was nothing of me and it just got to a point where I wanted more of a connection and that kind of pushes us to where we are now. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's something that I really see in your account and, and how I see people react to you is that they, they really feel like they're connected to you. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing I really notice about you as opposed to some other folks is you share the good, the bad, the ugly, the dramatic, the sad, everything that goes on, I feel like you share. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you started doing that. Was that always something that you know to do? Um, it wasn't originally how I went into it. It kind of slowly progressed. I was at a point in life when I decided to kind of show my face and more so be the face of my brand was everyone on the internet, body positivity was starting to take off and things like that. And I wanted to join in these conversations, but it's hard to have that conversation when there's zero connection on a human level. Um, Because like I said, all of my photos are like flat lays of beauty products and things like that. So I was using Instagram stories. And then after that, IGTV to do like makeup tutorials but it got to a point where I wanted to share more. And then something happened um, where I found out that my husband had a heroin addiction and it kind of rocked my entire world. But that was a turning point where, and at that point we struggled, he went into rehab and I kind of took this huge step back from the internet. Um, 
and maybe three to six months in, him and I had a conversation when he was in a much better place. When I had a conversation to share his story on Instagram um, and be completely vulnerable and just tell my side of things. Because what I went through during this period of time is it didn't matter what meeting I went to or what group therapy session I went to that had to do with addiction. There were never spouses left. Um, It would be siblings or parents. And I just felt like I really had no one to relate to and no one was talking about like loving an addict on the internet in the space that I was in. So we decided that even if our story helped one person, because clearly we're still together, we chose to fight the battle together and go through all of that. And I talk about, I won't get into like the whole thing, but um, we chose to tell that story online. And I think that was where the biggest shift happened for me where I was like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to share this private piece of our lives, I'm going to be completely vulnerable to criticism, to everything that the internet brings with it. And I think that for me is kind of when it clicked and when I decided that I would strip myself bare in every conversation. What year was that? Just for context. Um, that was 2018. Okay. So it's been now a good four or five years that you've yeah. really been doing this, like showing your whole self. Yeah. The internet. Do you that was like, that's right where like the turning point was where I decided that in every conversation that I was going to show up in, I was going to show up completely vulnerable and bare my soul because I saw kind of what that story did for other people. And I saw this kind of availability on the internet to have these difficult conversations, whether that is in regards to loving an addict or to your mental health and to body issues and eating disorders and everything of that nature. I think these are conversations that used to be so taboo and that no one really talked about. And while there are influencers in this space who have these super large followings and I just felt like there was a place where I could fit in to have these open and honest conversations. And that is kind of how I look at every single thing and that I bring to, especially Instagram. Um, And of course, like there's still like parts of my personality thrown in there where like some of the time we're just like talking shit on the internet with friends. And it just feels like I've built this community that feels like this huge group of girlfriends where I feel comfortable sharing these things and they feel comfortable sharing their stories back with me. And every time someone shares a story with me or shares how something I've shared has helped them that just further proves to me that I'm in the space that I need to be in. Yeah, that's, that's always, again, I keep saying that, but that's what I feel like is so incredible about um, the content that you create and the way that people react to you. And I even see it when we're in person too. It's almost like people have this authenticity radar when we're (laughs) together and they like want to come up and talk to you and they're like drawn to you. It's, it's really weird. It probably sounds silly to people who who haven't experienced it but it's just when we're together i see how people 
react to you. Yeah. Um, do you ever get nervous about the criticism that you're going to get back or like the noise or how that may influence what you're thinking about a situation? Like I'm thinking about with Jim's heroin, were you worried about people being like, no, no, you should leave or yeah. offering you, yeah, so um, how do you deal with that? I, in everything that I share, there's always that little piece of self-doubt that worries about what everyone else will say. Um, And because when you present yourself to the internet like this, you have to be ready for so much unsolicited advice and so many opinions on your situation, even though you're giving people maybe 20 minutes out of your entire day, they have this almost parasocial relationship with you where they feel like they might know you on a deeper level as one of their friends. And you have to not be open to receive that because you don't have to take any of it on. You just have to have the understanding that it doesn't matter what you say, what you do. Someone's always going to have an opinion about it. Someone's always going to have a criticism or, and you're never going to please everyone. So there is always that little voice in the back of my head who's like, maybe we shouldn't be this vulnerable. Maybe we shouldn't tell these stories because of that criticism I might face or those opinions that I might get that kind of way heavier than others in some instances. I feel like I've done a really good job and this has taken a lot of therapy. Um, But I have a really good boundary setting system with the way that I interact on the internet and I don't allow people to cross boundaries that I've put in place. And I say this all the time on stories and everywhere else. And maybe this is like backwards of how an influencer should be, but I will block any and everyone, make you unfollow me. I don't care if you show up to speak to me in a way that is crossing one of the boundaries that I've put into place. You have no rights. And I say this all the time. Like my Instagram DMs are not a democracy. No one commenting has any right. This is a dictatorship. And I will take that access away if I feel you encroaching on those boundaries. And I feel like I've done a really good job that I just don't care at this point what anyone else thinks. I know who I am as a person. I know what I bring to the table. I know why I have the opinions that I do. I know what I've lived through. And I just don't care enough when people criticize those things or criticize me to let that affect me. Um, I have all of these other mental health issues that I deal with that I just don't have the time to allow these outside influences to affect that. And I think that I did a really good job early on of setting myself up with that kind of relationship with the internet to where there's a very rare day where the nasty DMs or the criticizing DMs or anything like that will get to me. And now obviously that's not a hundred percent of the time we're all human, right? And 
things happen that of course someone will say something that bothers me. Um, and I might hold on to it a little too long, but I, again, then just look to the people that these stories or these conversations that I'm bringing are helping. And that just makes all the negativity fall away. Did you ever have any concerns too? I'm thinking about when you were starting to transition from working at um, the hospital or working in the medical field to doing this full time. Did you ever have any moments where you were worried about blocking people or losing your audience or any, like, how do you balance those concerns where this is, this is your business, right? But you also have to maintain those boundaries. How do you do both of those things? Well, here's the thing. And this is a very, I, and I can't speak obviously for every influencer in this space, but I think that I hold a very rare opinion where I'm never going to be a toe the line, say what you want me to say person. and. I do not have the ability to fake that. So I knew early on that I wasn't going to be everyone's cup of tea. Um, and not everyone was going to agree with me always and that that could lose me followers. And it's never really bothered me because when I look at it, I look at the people I want to associate with and those people are never going to be the trolls. They're never the people who are coming to your account and flourishing your business, who are watching your content or maybe shopping from your affiliate links. The trolls are never going to do that anyway. So it doesn't matter if they're there or not. So when I get rid of someone like that, it doesn't really make me think like, oh, this is going to affect like what I make this month or what I make this year, because they were never going to be the person shopping from my links anyway, if that makes sense. Um, they were never going to be the person commenting on sponsored posts. Not that I do a lot of that because of how outspoken I am. That doesn't really flow well with brands, but they were never going to be those people <clears throat> to begin with. So it doesn't really affect like how I think about running my business because I don't believe that they were ever going to be in the position where they were going to help my business flourish anyway. I, that's that's one of the things I really, again, one of the things I love about you is I feel like that's a really refreshing take and also really empowering when we yeah. think about and I get it, I do, that some people will stay completely neutral on everything so that they don't lose followers. Um, however, I think that we are in a place now, and this is more, I guess, like politically neutral is what I mean when I say they will stay that way. Um, because they don't want to lose followers. It doesn't, and I've seen it on both sides, people who are very conservative who will not tell anyone that because they don't want to lose followers because of it. And I've seen it from people who are very liberal and left who will not say that to anyone because they don't want to lose followers. But I just feel like we've gotten to a point in this country where you can't be neutral anymore. So if that loses people for me, I don't care because I'm not going to change fundamentally who I as who I am as a person and I'm not going to fake it for a bunch of strangers on the internet to not unfollow me. <laughs> if no, they don't you, you couldn't fake it if, even if you wanted to. Exactly. Like it would be <laughs> ugh, people would clock it in 10 seconds. 
And that's because of how vulnerable, vulnerable I've been on the internet. And I mean, I lose followers every day. And let me tell you, they tell me about it. They can't just go away and like scurry back to whatever cave they came out of. They think we're in an airport. They announce their departure, tell you why they're unfollowing. I don't know if they think I'm going to read that and be like, oh, okay, I'm so sad that you're leaving. Let me change who I am as a person. Um, I don't know what trollish type people try to get out of these interactions, but I really, at the end of the day, I don't care if someone unfollows me because if they do not want to be there, I don't want them there, if that makes sense. Like, why would I want someone there who isn't getting anything productive out of this social relationship that we have? And I unfollow people all the time. Maybe someone is no longer bringing you joy, or maybe you're just in a place where, let's say you follow 10 people who are all buying new houses and your little green jealousy might be coming out and maybe you mute them or you unfollow them. It's not them. And I think that when people unfollow, they're projecting something that they just need to walk away from. And I think that's totally fine. I also don't begrudge anyone for unfollowing. I would rather they not tell me about it. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. But I actively post to Instagram and tell people to unfollow me if they don't like it here. Because I don't want to be the cause of discomfort or pain or feeling less than or any type of negativity in someone else's life. So whether you disagree with a video I post or you're just tired of listening to me talk because I talk a lot, then if you need to go, go. That's totally fine. I think the last thing maybe I want to end with is you had talked a little bit about um, the boundaries that you set. And I'd love for you to talk in a little bit more detail about that, if you don't mind, just to kind of give people who are maybe just starting out or thinking about they want to be an influencer, or they want to have a blog, or they want to do this, but they're nervous about the Wild West that is the internet. Um, maybe I'm just talking about myself. I don't know. Um, could be. Um, so, yeah, can you just talk through what how you think about that and how yeah, you enforce so I think that you have to decide, and you're going to change it as you go, obviously, because it is completely okay to continuously put boundaries in place when you get uncomfortable. Um, so these boundaries could change, whereas in the beginning of being open and vulnerable, I allowed people into my DMs with so much unsolicited advice. And instead of turning it off, I just allowed it to continue to come in, come in, come in. And now I'm in a place where I am very conscious of if I just want to share my experience with something um, and I don't want advice, I will openly say that as I'm sharing it. Like, hey, this is just my experience. It might not be your experience. You might have you might feel that you could give me advice, but I don't need advice right now. So please don't show up for me that way. Um, and that's not to say don't show up in a supportive way or a conversational way. Um, but I don't need advice. 
on how I'm doing something. If I'm, if you feel like I'm doing this wrong and you have your own ideas, that's not really something I'm open to right now with this conversation. So I'll just come right out and put that boundary in place from the get go. Um, but we'll say, I'm happy to have conversations. I'm happy to like go back and forth. And it really depends on the topic that you're speaking about, what that boundary is going to be. But I would say the biggest one for me is in that when I know that something will probably elicit unsolicited advice, I am very vocal about saying that that's not what I'm looking for currently. But there are other times when I do want unsolicited advice and I want to crowdsource from the internet. And I'm very vocal in that too. Like, please tell me what you think about this situation. How would you do this maybe? Or what would you do in this situation where I allow that unsolicited advice into my DMs? So the boundaries can constantly change. And I think it's going to change from person to person because obviously someone who is, let's say, maybe just a fashion, I don't want to say just a, but someone who only shares fashion probably isn't having the same types of conversations. So their boundaries may be different where they say, hey, maybe they're struggling with a body, like I'm just making these up, but maybe they're struggling with like a body image issue. So their boundary might need to be, hey, I would appreciate it if no one gave me a body compliment. Because sometimes even when like obviously negative body attention will cause pain, but sometimes you don't want to hear anything about your body. And maybe you want to hear that like this outfit inspired you to go shop for a week for something new or any of the sort. So maybe you don't want to hear like, oh, you look great in that top. And that's a boundary that you would need to set before going into it. Because I feel like you can't get angry at people because the internet has allowed for so long people to give their unsolicited advice and opinions that you have to put those boundaries in place because a lot of the times you will find people who just because you are a public figure on the internet feel as though they are fully within their rights to comment and say whatever they want to you. Um, So you need to put these boundaries into place and these boundaries are going to be different for everyone. I think that before you decide to have these conversations on the internet, you need to say what your boundaries are and don't feel as though that's hurting someone. Because at the end of the day, you this is just a job for every single influencer from someone with 1,500 followers to someone with 5 million followers. This is just a job. And if you're not protecting your peace, you're going to burnout. You're going to struggle with mental health issues. You're going to not want to do this anymore when you started it as something that made you happy. So I just feel like it's really important for everyone, even if they're just talking about nail art, to put boundaries in place and enforce those boundaries with people. If you don't want this, remove it. And it's perfectly fine to do that losing five followers is not going to make or break you because they just open the door for five people who you're going to be able to help in some way or another, whether you're just a bright spot in their otherwise grim day, or you're what they need to finally take the steps to talk to a doctor, to go on medication for their mental health. You're going to open the door for those people. And I always want to bring those type of relationships in. So 
I'm never worried about what my boundary setting is maybe allowing me or not allowing what my boundary setting is maybe making me miss out on. And that's why I don't necessarily care about growing my Instagram. Um, I lose followers all the time. (laughs) And it's just at this point where I wouldn't care if it was just a hundred people, I would still be doing and saying the same thing. So if I'm not it for everyone, that's fine with me. So now every time all of us are enforcing a boundary, we're all just going to hear you in our heads being like, if I'm not it for everyone, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's, what we, that's what we love you for, Ange. They can just disappear. There's like hundreds of millions of people on the internet. Like, go find them. <laughs> There's someone for everyone. And if someone's boundary is personally offending you, it's probably time to look within yourself and stop projecting those feelings onto them. And I think that if everyone just did like a little bit, a teeny tiny baby amount of introspection before they negatively comment it to someone, the internet might be a much safer place for these children that everyone is raising who are growing up in this social media space that is unsafe for them. And that at the end of the day is I think what's really important. So I try to have those conversations too, to where think before you comment to people, like just take a minute and think about what you're about to say and have a little bit of introspection or just see where it's going and maybe just scroll by. Not every single thought needs to be posted And this is actually a conversation I'm going to bring up on Instagram soon, talking about like inside thoughts, because do you remember when you were little and your parents would be like, use your inside voice or your library voice when talking out loud? Well, I think that people need to use their inside thoughts and just keep them in their brain. (laughs) Not everything has to be like, if you just scroll through anyone's comment section, sometimes I'm just like, this is an inside thought. Like this should have stayed in your head because we are just making this environment unsafe. And I think that boundary setting, just to kind of circle back to that, I know I talk so much, Um, but just to circle back to that, setting those boundaries and doing all of these things, you want, I want people to have a safe space with me and whatever that looks like for them, I want them to feel that safety. So. I think that if I were to allow negativity or criticism or any of that to take over, I wouldn't be being authentic to my core because obviously this is my little slice of the internet and I want that space to be safe for me as well. So anything that is unsafe, I'm getting rid of. Like, you got to (laughs) go. Bye-bye. And that's what we just, we love you for that, Ange. Thank you. So can you tell everyone where they can find you to follow along with you and have these conversations and get to see how awesome you are like I get to? Yes, absolutely. So it is Ange Unfiltered on Instagram and it's Ange, A-N-G-E, and then Unfiltered. Um, And Instagram is pretty much where I spend the majority of my time these days. 
Ange, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you so much for being so great and being so cool and you're just you're just a joy. I'm so glad to have you around. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. I can't wait for all of your future episodes. Oh goodness, I know. I love a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here folks. Ange loves a podcast. Yes.